Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We're back. I have what day of the week is it? It's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Sorry, we normally do this on a Monday. You heard him there, big man. How you doing, brother? Hey, it's uh, it's good to do this. I know it's been a bit of a hickly pickly week. Your your wife, you got a year older. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. M. She did 53 tomorrow today, yeah, the other day. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she is 30-something. I'm not going to disclose a lady's age on the air. That would be rude. <laughs> I thought you'd forgotten them. And um, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. No, she's definitely younger than me, though. So she's always chasing my age, which, you know. Uh, see, I've got, I've got the opposite problem. I'm, 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 the, I'm the toy boy <laughs> to my wife. She's 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 almost rocking the cradle, my missus. <laughs> well, I mean, about this time in the evening, she tends to be doing just that anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's up there. I can hear I can hear them having laughter over bath time. So, always the best tears at bath time are the worst. <laughs> We've got off track real quick. We are back, Rush Nation. It is Thursday, as we said. It's me and Murph. We are coming at you with a 2020 season in review podcast. We've got huge trade news to get to. First, but what's new at Five Yard Murph? Let's talk some Ricky Williams signed jersey competition. We're going to need 30 people to enter this bad boy for your jersey to be winging its way to you, right? Yeah, I'm actually a little shocked and quite frankly a little disappointed with the uptake of this competition. You know, I 
sign merchandise is something that yes okay there's more availability to it than than ever before but Ricky Williams is a is a proper he's a proper player you know he absolutely brilliant history if you um support the Saints and it is a Saints jersey but even if you support um Miami or a number of the other teams that he was on um you know, there's some incredible stories about what, what he's done in the league, uh, how much the Saints paid to, to go and get him at five. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. So, I, you know, I, I don't think we've made it a very difficult competition to enter. And, I, and I'm happy to hear out anybody that thinks it, it might be. But £2 donation to charity? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a, a huge cost of entry to win a signed jersey um so i think there's like five or six entrants most and actually quite a few of those have gone over the two pounds um the reason that you know we're we're working really hard to try and give something back to the community and if it's not signed jerseys that you're interested in in competitions then feel free to send us a message and we'll try and do some stuff but ultimately part of what we want to do is is give back but also give away cool items and you know this is this is a pretty good item that we have come across which is why we want a minimum of 30 signatures because it'd be nice to raise 60 quid for charity minimum and again i don't think that's a huge amount of money really but it's just every little helps the unique who we're partnering with this year so you know all you have to do to enter is donate two pounds leave your twitter handle in the comments um and do not do not donate gift aid um because uh it's a competition um and that's completely against the rules of gift aid and if we get caught violating that it might mean the charity doesn't get um its money so you know to have a chance of winning this i'd set the deadline at february doesn't i mean unless we get a late surge in the last nine days of the month um it looks like this will just go on until we hit 30 people so, you know, do do donate. Um, it looks like you're going to have a one in 30 chance, give or take, of winning this jersey, which isn't bad odds for a £2 ticket. I mean, you think most people pay £2.50 a week to enter a lottery that have almost zero chance of winning. So this is a legitimate chance of, uh, of winning a prize. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say <laughs> other than I don't. I'm genuinely shocked because we've done jerseys signed giveaways before that have had more interest. I don't know. Is it the two pound donation to charity that's putting people off? Because if it is, I'm, I'm a bit baffled. I know money's tight. Like I, I totally get that money is tight. That you know, a lot of people aren't working. A lot of people are, you know, saving paper. I'd like to think that everybody. F- would donate two pounds to charity to try and win something great but i don't know maybe i'm you tell me because if it is then we'll, we'll try and do something else uh or the prize needs to be different and I, i'm genuinely just looking for ideas because we want to raise money for charity and we want to keep giving away cool prizes if the take if the pickup isn't and the the uptick isn't there and you know we don't have to do this kind of stuff we'll think of other ways to raise money for charity but yeah, we're after know, right? we're after answers and questions on this one, guys. We, yeah, if you you know if you feel that two pound is too much, 
that's fine. If, tell us what you would be willing to do for that two pounds as opposed to get a Ricky Williams jersey. There might be something else that you think we should do or, yeah, answers, questions, anything you've got, stick it on a post-it, put it in the post and we will answer it or just, you know, at us on Twitter or whatever. That's probably yeah. easier these days. No pigeons carry much in the skies. We would absolutely love some reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to us. A little five-star review would help us reach more people. And it would also, you know, get better engagement in the NFL UK or NFL community, wherever you're listening, because that's what we are all about. Murph, next week, we got the Rushies. They're coming back. The awards for the fantasy football from Five Yard Rush. How's that looking? Where are we at with it? We still need to finalise a few awards. And we also need to... Uh, get some nominations from you all for awards, i.e. listeners. So if you have any particular, uh, we need to come up with a theme, actually. We've not done a theme. So that's the first thing that we need to do Um, and then meet the uh, criteria for the theme, i.e. for the awards. Because last year it was TV shows. I don't know if we're going to stick to, like, to the, if we're going to do, a wacky theme or if we're going to go through more traditional awards i guess it's really what what feedback needs to be decided yeah i feel like I, the wacky ones always get my attention i feel like they're a bit different from the generic best running back award and stuff like that but, i mean we, we'll have some generic in there but there's definitely got to be a wacky theme because after all we're all a bit crazy here right especially with the pandemic going on um maybe we choose reality shows Okay, as long as it isn't the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I don't know what that is. What? It's like the number one trending thing on Netflix this week. Let me... I'm not going to do any spoilers if you want to watch it, but I will go as far as say that I was supremely disappointed with the outcome. It's, yeah, uh, I, I still literally, I couldn't tell you anything well, about I don't, it. Well, I don't want to give too much away because it, it, it will be, you know, a bit of a spoiler. But... I'm just saying, if you like true crime, this isn't as good as Night Stalker on Netflix. That's all I'm going to say. What's Night Stalker? Oh, my goodness. What sort of rock are you Netflix list rock are you living under right now, Murph? I have Netflix, but we Okay, first thing you need to do is watch Night Stalker. If you like true crime, watch okay. Night Stalker. It is brilliant. Lee, you're behind the glass. Just a thumbs up if you've seen it. Lee's not seen it. He actually spoke to me. You didn't hear it, but he did. It wasn't even a thumbs up. People are just abandoning rules all over the place today, Rush Nation. Okay, so Rush Rushies. There's going to be some tweets going out. We will come up with a theme. And then after the Rushies, we're going to have our man, Matt Waldman, back on to look at some rookie profiles, players that we're interested for in the upcoming draft, which will then be important for your rookie draft. And then, yeah, we're just going to do some 2020 fantasy reviews and so forth. Have I missed anything, big man? No, lots going on. Um, yeah, apologies for this being out late this week. Just again, schedules and everything was a little, uh, a little weird. Um, but hopefully, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff on. There's going to be more guests coming in the off seasons. Good time to get them. With so much going on right now, um, we have the, uh, you know, we have the Dynasty podcast, which is going from strength to strength. We have. Um, we're looking at launching. We have a new IDP guy and we potentially have been working on something very cool. Uh, IDP related for those of you that are either looking to get into IDP or have some experience of IDP. Or, or don't like the IDP league you're playing in because something is wrong with it. We're looking to possibly create a new gold standard for IDP playing. And I think we've come up with something special. 
yeah, it's that, that's been a focus over the last couple of weeks. We have a guy, Nathan, shout out to you, Nathan. I'm sure you're probably listening, has done a, a really great job in um, in, in doing this and, and coming up with um, scoring. And I've, I've really tested this scoring and I have tried to break it. And I think it's, I think it's really good, actually. I, I, it, good. <laughs> well, I, I, what I mean by that is, like, I think it just makes it a lot more interesting. It adds more draft strategy to it. You know, the amount of IDP leagues I've played in where you pretty much don't have to draft defensive line or defensive backs yeah. um, because they don't matter um, is, is, is like drafting a tight end. It doesn't really matter. So... Um, we've done something that makes it more relevant and gets punished if you ignore the position, which makes it really interesting about which positions you take and where and what they do. So, yeah, shout out to Nathan. He's done a load of work on this. And, you know, I, I tried to break it. It was good. Um, the playbook's coming along as well. We've really been knuckling down. Mm-hmm. We've been a lot quieter over the last few weeks, um, getting things going. Um, I can tell you the fantasy side is 40% done um shuffling along nicely yeah it's it's kicked on i've kind of found the the groove now and um we're getting to the point now where the stats are done the 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 sort of guides are almost done um it's going to be a really cool guide for a new format which not many people have played um which is good because the idea is to test and to grow uh everybody a little bit um so that's chugging along nicely and I think what else is new at five yard is I'm doing daily fantasy football positive threads in response to what seems to be a very negative place on Twitter right now, not just towards us, but towards, well, not even us, um, but it just seems to be a very negative place at the moment, fantasy football, Twitter, um, and NFL UK Twitter to a degree and NFL UK Facebook. So uh, I started creating a fantasy football positive thread that I think people like, and it's just going to try and get more positive things talking about where I made some recommendations of things you can buy that are really good um, that are in my fantasy football toolbox or uh, women in the industry who are really awesome and you should be listening to and following or just people in the industry that rock. Brian Drake's listening right now. Yeah, he is. Hi, Brian. Shout out to you. Um, but yeah, um, that's. I think that's all that's going on with Five Yard. But yeah, Let's know about the jersey because I'm just really puzzled that only like five <laughs> people have entered for a Ricky Williams jersey. Like, I'm that is, I don't really know what to say. Like, I, I get it's the off season, we, we'll probably drop some listeners, but I, I thought more people would be in for a, a signed, a signed, and not just of a nobody. Like, I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe. I'll tell you where we are also. The cover of the book is done. It took a long time last year and it was one of the last things to get done. But the cover's done now. We've got the title pages locked in. It, it's it's all well ahead of schedule. So we're looking really good this year for the playbook, which is flurry exciting. Because last year it was, you know, hours and hours and hours upon last minute editing and manoeuvring and it was mm. it was a struggle. So this year we've got, we're a bit ahead of the curve, shall we say, which is always good. I think I think it will be ninety five percent written by the end of next month, and it will be some tweaks and some last minute changes and things like rankings and stuff and landing spots of rookies and things will will basically be what we're waiting on. But we'll be able to format and edit a book while we're waiting for all of that for the most part, which will be really good. Yep. Right. 
just before we came on air, there was an absolutely nuclear quarterback trade. We all knew Carson Wentz was pretty much out the door from Philadelphia. The Bears seem to be the favourite, but he's been traded to the Colts for a 2021 third and then a 2022 conditional second, which could be a first if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps and they make the playoffs. 75% of snaps or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. That's interesting. That fight, well, that's odd that they do because that. basically, yeah, they do that because if, if for example, the Colts win the division, have got nothing to play for week seventeen, and he doesn't play week seventeen because they rest him, then they're they're basically saying like, well, if if he's not going to play in the last game, then you can't penalize him for that. Because, correct. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so what do we think fantasy wise, Murph? Obviously, it's straight out the gate. What does this do for the Colts? What does it do for the Eagles? Now we know Jalen Hurts is going to be starting by injury. And, and the Bears, I guess, they obviously, we, we thought maybe he'd go there and that would make Alan Robinson stay because he's a free agent, but they could have done right by him. But now obviously Foles is there. What's, what's... There's a few things to unpack here. So let's start with the Bears. Until we know what's going on, it's Alan Robinson, David Montgomery, I'm not interested in anything else really as a long-term Mooney could be a stream play depending on who's at quarterback, but really it's, it's Robinson unless he goes Montgomery, unless he goes If Tyreek Cohen potentially comes back that impacts Montgomery. And there's a few little pieces knocking around there. Um, let's start with the Eagles. Cause I think that we basically now know what's going on at the Eagles. You have Jalen Hurts, who's going to have some real fantasy appeal, um, good with his legs. Um, we're yet to really see what he does as a passer. Um, ultimately, he's got the ultimate vote of confidence from the the team. Yep. But they do have a new coach. They have a new scheme. They still have a very weak wide receiver core. Um, we, we, on we paper, much... it looks great. So. Yeah. We we expect them to sort of address that in the draft, though, right? Go and get themselves another well, top wide receiver. Yeah. Well, they they got one last year, <laughs> like and yeah. the year before they drafted, you know, JJ Arcega Whiteside in the second round. You know, people are sitting here saying they need to draft receivers. You know, they have spent two very high draft picks on receivers who have yet to do anything. Okay, jury's out on Rager because of injuries and all this malarkey. But at the end of the day, they spent a second round pick on JJ Arcega Whiteside, and where's that kid? He's not doing anything. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I and also I'm not con- I mean I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as passer as as Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz has a lot of faults and injuries and all that. But I I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good a passer. So I think really this is <sighs> until you know who the who the receivers there I'm not overly investing in receivers in, in Philadelphia. Um, the only player I'm taking on that offense at the price they're probably going at is Dallas Goddard. That's probably it. I'm not, I, I still don't think Miles Sanders, I mean, he could be arrow up under a new coaching staff. It'd be interesting to see what breaks down if they bring someone else into that backfield, but Hertz is potentially going to hit him a little bit there. Um, Rager, I think if he's going cheap enough, I'd probably buy him, but I'm not overly looking to invest too much there. Um, DJax, I mean, he's pretty much going to be free. 
I'm not convinced Hertz is going to have the arm that's going to make G-Jax great. Plus, you've got all the injury concerns. I think Alshon's going to be out the door. I don't. I think it's great for Hertz. I think Hertz could be an interesting fantasy aspect. I think people overdraft Hertz. I think Hertz, you'll probably see go in the seventh and eighth rounds, and that's probably a little bit too high for me. It could work out, but it's too small a sample size. I'd rather either go around earlier and get a Josh Allen, or wait a little bit later and get Tom Brady. Yeah, I think I think it depends on how much they use Hertz in his legs because if he if he gets near to sort of eight hundred to a thousand yards, he's he's going to be sort of top ten just on that alone. But again, we, we've got people are going to take his sample. They're going to scheme it out over sixteen games. They got a change of coach over there. They got a change of effectively, it's a whole change of personnel. Everything's different now. We've not got the same. I'm yep. still not convinced on that offensive line. I'm, it might mean he scrambles and he makes plays and that's great, but his range of outcomes is massive. It could be anywhere from 400 to 900 yards on the ground. And there isn't enough for me to want to, I, I can see the appeal. And if you're risk and you want to bait the risk in, but I, I, you know, I can see people overdrafting Hertz to the point where he's going to be in a conversation with Justin Herbert and I'll take Justin Herbert every time if they're in the same round. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair review. I think when we talk about Wentz then and we move to the Colts and what this means for them, obviously they were looking for a quarterback with Philip Rivers retiring and Brissett obviously not being the guy. Wentz goes from one of the not good offensive lines, should we say, and being pressured and sacked all the times to perhaps possibly the best offensive line in in the league right now. Do you think this is this is obviously a good move for him? But do you think we get to see something from what he produced in his MVP running year, or is good, is when it's a good question? I think there's a couple of things with with Carson Wentz that we need to know. The first is how healthy is Carson Wentz because he he came off the healthiest season of his career, and he was arguably the most disappointing. Um. So that's either the fact that he wasn't as healthy as we are led to believe that he was, and that was causing the mistakes. Could be the O-line. Could be a lot of reasons why he wasn't as good as he was. But at the end of the day, Carson Wentz, let's not forget, Carson Wentz lost that job. He lost his job in Philadelphia to a rookie. So this immediate narrative that he's going to be MVP Carson again is questionable. It could happen. It is in his range of outcomes, but so is him being an absolute bust. Yeah. I mean, this could be the, the, the things that Carson Wentz, he, where he's going to be very similar is, is who he's going to be throwing the ball to. That receiver court isn't that good. That receiver court doesn't have TY this year, unless they decide to re-sign him, which they, we don't know yet. So, you know, they've got Michael, um, yeah, they've got Michael Pittman Jr. Um, and they've got um, Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. You got. Who's I mean, I like Pittman. I think Pittman's a good player. Paris Campbell. That's the one. Paris Campbell is yet to really do anything in the NFL. He's a great speedster. He's like the next John Ross, all speed, but doesn't put it together consistently. Zach Pascal's a utility guy, useful three on a roster. Don't get me wrong. What this means for Jonathan Taylor, do they start to measure the run game a little bit more because they've got a guy under center who 
is a bit younger, is a bit more mobile, can do a little bit more than, than Philip Rivers can. It's really interesting. I think if the thing that I liked about this trade for the Colts is they maintained a first and second round pick this year. So, and it's smart by Ballard because what they've done now is they can go get another piece, whether that's through trade, whether that's for free agency, whether that's anything else. I want Brian to jump on and talk Eagles with you. Yeah. Give me two minutes and he'll be on with you. You guys carry on. <laughs> Amazing. We're going to have our first ever guest. So, uh, first ever drop in guest. Well, this is going to do wonders for me editing the say. audio later, Brian. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brian Drake of the of the fantasy football. Yeah, but you don't get people like Brian Drake just dropping in every day. Like, no, no, no. Make... I, I, I'm all about it. I love Brian. Um, so <laughs> we, 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 we'll leave the Eagles where they were and we'll carry on with the Colts. Obviously, Zach Ertz, we'll talk about him with Brian in a second, but he's. He's either cuttable or a free agent without a lot of cap space hit this year, I think. Well, the the Eagles, so the the one thing about this trade that that is really interesting is the Eagles have just taken the biggest cap hit in history. Um, 33.82 million dead money on their number next, on this year coming 2021. Um, You have got Zach Ertz, um, who they could get rid of. I think there's a financial penalty on... On, on Zach Ertz as well, well. I'll tell you what, Murph. Let's bring Brian in to talk some Eagles because he, he's the guy for all of this. Let's bring Brian in. He's just connecting to the audio Rush Nation. This is seamless this is entertainment. Ex- <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> Never had a dropping guest before. I know. It's like being on the radio. This is fantastic. <laughs> we'll come back from commercial break with Brian Drake. Here he is in the car. <laughs> Brian, long time they speak. Rush Nation, I had to get on and talk about my beloved Eagles. I'm driving here in uh, upstate New York. Uh, I'm over here in America, and I just did my quick uh, 10 minutes for the fantasy football hustle, and I'm listening to you guys as I drive down the road, and I uh, had to contact Lee and say, I want to come on with the guys and talk about this Carson Wentz situation because finally, as I said in the chat room, our national nightmare is over. It's, you know, there's a lot goes into it. I'm obviously a very big Eagles fan besides all of the fantasy implications that go into it. So I can spin it five different ways. Uh, I like some of the thoughts you guys were saying. And, and especially what you said about, hey, can he regain that form that, you know, in 2017 when he was an MVP candidate? And it, like you said, yes, it's in his range of outcomes. But he was also benched last season, uh, as you you know, so brilliantly said. So to me, it comes down to this. The Eagles spent so much capital to get him. You traded Sam Bradford. You let Nick Foles walk. You traded five draft picks to get Carson Wentz. You paid him $80 million of cash already. And now you're going to get a third and a conditional second that maybe probably becomes a one of, you know, how do you spin that to the fan base? And, and it's hard. In terms of fantasy, I, I like the landing spot for Wentz. I think he immediately becomes a low-end fantasy starter. Uh, that, that line is outstanding. Jonathan Taylor's a superstar. Uh, you guys were just mentioning the wide receivers. I think Pittman's great. Campbell's ascending. Uh, they've got 800 no-name tight ends. But, you know, it, you know I, I want to just 
shoot it up here with you guys. What do you think? Uh, let's just hash it up here on Wentz and Hurts. So I, I think if I'm if I'm going to invest in a quarterback, I'm taking Hurts over the two. My worry is I think Hurts is going to go. I've, I've said this. I think he gets overdrafted. I think people look at that small sample in the the Doug Pedersen era at the end of the season with nothing on the line, nothing to play for, and they look at that and think, "Wow, imagine if he does that over 16 games." I think new coaching staff. New regime. We have to see what they do with the offensive line. I don't think he's as good a passer as as Carson Wentz is, even though I know he got the job and he threw some pretty deep balls towards the end of the season. I think he's still going to need to acclimatize. This is effectively his rookie year um, coming in for for her. So, but I do like the fact that he's going to bring a very stable fantasy floor. He's going to run with his legs. He's going to scramble. You're gonna. You're not going to get that many bust games out of Jalen Hurts. I don't know how many superstar, like 20 plus point games you're going to get. I don't think it's as many as people think, but you know, if, if I'm looking at this, I'm putting him in that potential low end QB one, if everything breaks right and they improve the offensive line and get him some help. Carson Wentz, I'm with you. I, I would hedge on Carson Wentz. I think he's someone that I would be, if a load of quarterbacks are going off the board as backups, he would be one I would snag as a backup because he, his range of outcomes is either great or, if not, he's cuttable. I'm not going to be drafting him to start on my fantasy teams, but I would stash him. He is someone that has got mid-range QB1 numbers in him. If it all breaks right for him and he's in, he couldn't have landed in a better spot, for him if he regains the confidence he's healthy and he shows some of that 2017 form a top eight qb finish isn't outside of his range of outcomes but it's unlikely so i wouldn't be drafting him there i'd be drafting him probably right now it'd be between him and baker mayfield for me that's kind of where i have him i have him in i'd I'd be drafting uh kirk cousins over him i'd be drafting Hurts over him i'd be drafting and we don't know so many more QB situations are yet to pan out. So if I, I kind of have right. Baker around 16 at the moment, and that's kind of where I would have Wentz right now because we've all been burned with Wentz before. And I still think he needs a decent slot receiver. And I still think he needs probably a big, a big one of the things that Colts don't have is a big go up and get him guy. You know, T.Y. was a bit like that, but he was a declining asset. But they don't have a guy with a big catch radius, and Carson Wentz has proved he's not the most accurate quarterback at the moment. So Pittman's going to be that guy. And Paris Campbell, if he can stay healthy, which he hasn't proven to do in two years, uh, you know, could really be a breakout player uh, in the slot. He could be dynamic. We saw what Wentz did with a player like, Zach Ertz coming out of the slot. Really, Zach Ertz is a glorified slot receiver for most of his career. Greg Ward down the stretch uh, the past few seasons. But I think those guys are great. If I can go get Paris Campbell right now in a dynasty league, you know, the owner of him probably is just desperate to get anything mm. out of the pick because he hasn't done anything for you for two years. Uh, what are, here's a, a situation. What if you drafted both Wentz and Hertz <laughs> to your team next year? And he said, hey, let's see what happens. You know, it hurts with that upside. You know, in those four games he started, I believe his first game he ran for over mm-hmm. 100 yards. 
He had multiple games over 60 yards. And then the, the final game where he, you know, he was benched, that game was a joke. He only ran for around 40. But to me, he's very Tyrod Taylor-esque. Mm. And if you remember, everyone was so in love with Tyrod Taylor a few years ago because, oh, he yeah. runs and he's going to throw, blah, 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 blah. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, in my, if I'm playing this out, he's probably going to be the backup quarterback in Philadelphia. This offense is going to look exactly like what we saw with Tyrod in San Diego. Shane Steichen as the new offensive coordinator. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at. I, I think you're going to get a great floor from Jalen Hurts. If he throws a touchdown pass every week, you're going to get a guaranteed 60 yards rushing. So, it's like you're getting a free two touchdowns mm. every week. But do you think – I mean, here's the thing. We're not quite sure what we're getting – in the coaching staff, you know better than me. You're closer to the team than I am as they're your team. Are you not worried that with so many personnel changes, both from the coaching side and potentially what we're going to be seeing on the on the offensive side, you've got, you know, we don't know if there's going to be additional running backs coming in. We, we, we think Zach Ertz is probably not going to be on this team in 2021. Could change. We don't know. We've got really no alpha receiver i know jalen rager was drafted to be that and i know he's had some injuries are we not slightly concerned that yeah okay i see the point where his floor is like agree with you i think his floor is pretty high but his ceiling is going to be quite difficult to obtain if they don't get i think they need a veteran wide receiver but i don't know how they do it with all the cap they've lost and given up on this on this trade yeah with the sixth overall pick, if they stay at six and don't select a quarterback, which I can't imagine they do at this point with all the money they have tied up, um, you know, in, in Wentz this year and you spent a high two on, on uh, Jalen Hurts, you could get uh, Jamar Chase. You could get Devonta Smith. You could even trade down, accumulate more picks that now this Wentz trade, it, maybe it looks a little better because you remember the Eagles tanked to get that sixth pick. If they would have beaten Washington, they would have had the ninth pick. They very easily could have won that game. They probably should have won the game. So now teams are going to want to get to that sixth pick to get Trey Lance, to possibly get Justin Fields. Let's say the Eagles move down a hair. You still get Jalen Waddell, your ex receiver, take the top off the defense. And now you can fill in some parts around it. That offensive line is still top notch when healthy. You're going to get Brooks back. You still have Kelsey. You've got uh, multiple guys to come in and play tackle in Dillard and Mailata and uh, uh, Lane Johnson. So the line, if healthy, is going to be good for Miles Sanders. And, you know, are they going to ride him more? I, I, why not? Why don't we put the ball in his belly? Yeah. Uh, Goddard is going to be a tight end mm-hmm. one. And they don't have any money to frankly go out and get anybody else. Could they get a Zach Pascoe, who's, I believe, a free agent and knows that system? Sure. that. But that's the kind of guy they're going to get. They don't have any money to go get Allen Robinson or whatnot. They, they're in cap health the next I'll tell you, year. I'll tell you who will be uh, – who I am automatically thinking now becomes in play as a, as a free agent wide receiver that I think could really work with what they're trying to do in Philadelphia with these flexibility and speed across a number of positions is someone like Curtis Samuel going up there. I think he could be a really useful piece. And then all of a sudden you start adding someone like that with screens, with, um, you know, gadget plays. All of a sudden I, I start to see a path to where Hertz 
could become more valuable than he is. I mean, it wouldn't shock me that Hertz could finish as, you know, a a mid-range QB1. Wouldn't shock me. I don't think right now that's where I could put him, but I can see an easier path to Hertz getting to there because of his floor than than Wentz. But I think that they do need to get Philadelphia, need to not just get another rookie. They probably need to get a guy who's going to make some plays. Um, I think, isn't Curtis Samuel really just Jalen Rager? Like, that's what he's supposed to be, sort of? <laughs> I so mean, yeah, but... If we can, if we can get, get an X, get a legit mm-hmm. X receiver, a big, like you said, a big catch radius guy, and then you can put Rager into the slot, and he can become the dynamic guy that he needs to, and he can not have you know, press coverage, throw him some screens in the slot and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a transformation there. You still do have a guy like Travis Fulgham. God only knows what you're going to yeah. get out of him. Alshon will be gone. Deshaun Jackson will be yeah. gone. Uh, you, you got Hightower there. Uh, you know, another guy you could probably get super cheap in a dynasty league. But it's, uh, there, there's going to be some retooling on the outside for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Sure. Well, I've got a question for you because we were just about to talk about Zach Ertz, and I think it's good to talk about him now. It's obviously unlikely he's going to remain on this team. Is it likely that he's going to be traded? Or is this another $5 million cap casualty for for the Eagles? I think ideally they want to mm. trade him. Uh, if you can move him for, I mean, what, what can you get for Zach Ertz? A fourth-round pick? Four-fifth. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's best-case scenario. Maybe, you know, see Seattle – Gives you a fourth round pick, and, and you can move him up there. That's where he's going to want to go is to a contending team. And let's say he does go to Seattle. Uh, you know, that's where I think he could be of use because he doesn't need to be the priority. In Philadelphia, he was the priority receiver. Up there, you've got DK, you've got Lockett. They're going to be taking all of the coverage. In Philadelphia, he was bracket covered mm. because he was really the only game in town. Yeah. Everybody else was always hurt. Now he's, you know, you get nothing run after the catch, but he's possible, you know, 50, 60 catch guy for a Russell Wilson type. Uh, you know, where else do we think he could be a good fit? Uh, just looking around the league. New Orleans probably need well, a, for a contender. New Orleans one. If Jared Cook's not going to come back, Arizona need a tight end. Indianapolis don't need a tight end, but what's to say he doesn't go and join Wentz? For sure. I thought they would be a move there where they would try to package both of them together. And, and he still could go there. But I love Arizona uh, as a fit, you know, with Hopkins on the outside. Now, he controls the middle of the field. Uh, you know, they've got a plethora of, of other receivers out there. That, that'd be a nice landing spot, too. I think there's a few, isn't there? There's absolutely a few places for, for Zach Ertz. I just don't know if anyone's going to pay up for him. Do you think that the Eagles, I mean – they're going to have to pay a lot of this dead cap if he if he goes through trade anyway. So the difference between cutting him and trading him is minimal. It's I think it's like one point nine million. It's not a big saving to trade him versus just cutting him. I mean, is there a point? I mean, they're not going to just take a seventh for him. They're going to want something or let him go. So um, it'd be interesting to see if anyone yeah, does give him. Right. I mean, you, and we see that all the time in the NFL where people say. They dangle someone, oh, this guy's for sale. And, you know, everybody knows that you can get him 
and so there's to say, yeah, the hell with it. We'll just let him walk in the market and pick him up as a free agent. But, you know, if Zach Ertz has value to multiple teams, maybe somebody says, ah, we don't want to risk losing him. So, you know, hey, let's flip the Eagles a fifth. You know, I mean, the Eagles, they just need picks at this yeah. point. Their team is old, their team's expensive, and they need to get young, ascending talent on cheap contracts. You've still got Hurts for, what, another four years, three, three. four years on this dirt cheap deal. So you have three years on him. You're paying Wentz, you know, a big cap hit this year. Uh, we'll see what they do with the Jeffrey and the Deshaun Jackson contracts. They June 1st cut them and spread it out over two years, but – it's just a complete whitewash in Philadelphia. So what do you think now as a fan? This is a great opportunity to ask someone at this point. If Knowing that we still got the draft, we've still got all these things, and I'm with you, I think they trade back from six now. I think you've got to. What, do we, what is your realistic expectation for this Eagles team? Because you're in a division that's in play. Um, there's no one in that division that... I mean, we could say the Cowboys are the favorite, but we looked what happened last year. What, what is a realistic expectation for the Eagles this year? Is it a case of let's just eat this money, get some young players, build for next year? Or do you think that with a couple of additions and good drafting, they could be in play to win the division this year? Like I said, with expectations for Philadelphia, they still have a lot of talent. Uh, they have no linebackers. Their secondary outside of Darius Slay is pretty bad. Uh, so what they need to do there, like you said, if you can trade back, you need another receiver, you need a corner, you need some linebackers, you got to get younger at the offensive line. But let's say the offensive line stays healthy like they did in 2017 uh, outside of the, you know, at the end uh, when uh, Peters got hurt. You can run the ball and score with this offense. You get another receiver, you got a good tight end, you got a great running back, uh, you got Rieger. So there's weapons there. I mean, this is an 8-8 eight eight football team. I think, let's be honest. Uh, and then you just, you're just trying to get young and, and build towards the future, see what you have in Hurts. And if Hurts is bad, then, you know, we're on for, as Bill Belichick would say, hey, you know, we're on to Cincinnati. You know, we're, we're looking at another pick and we'll find somebody else. But, but I'll let you guys go. I know my Wi-Fi here is uh, breaking up a little bit, but I just want to come in and, and talk to Rush Nation. I love the job you guys do. And uh, you know, it's an exciting day. Uh, you know, to be a fantasy football player and an Eagles. Uh, uh, honestly, this is the this is the best present for us is to have you back on, and we'll, we we need to get we've been talking about getting you and Dwayne on, so we'll get you on together. We'll get you all on, uh, and we'll do a proper show. But we appreciate you dropping in and making sure you, that everyone on Rush Station is listening to the FF Hustle. Have you got anything teed up for this week? Well, Dwayne is in Texas, where if you guys are following mm. the news over here, Texas here in the United States is hit with this massive storm. They had like sub-zero temperatures a few days, and they've got snow, and they're just not equipped for that down there. He's lost power for multiple days. So we're just hoping he can get, you know, his family safe and sound over there. And, you know, then we'll get rocking and rolling with some free agency talk and the draft and, and all that good stuff. But, yeah, if people want to follow us on Twitter at FF Hustle and check out the YouTube page. Uh, you know, we'll have lots of fun stuff going this offseason. Definitely. Thanks for dropping by, Brian. We'll have you on real soon. Try and get you on the next few weeks. And enjoy the day. Take care, Cheers, Cheers, Brian. Thank you. As Brian Drake, ladies and gentlemen, dropped in live here on uh, 97.37 FM. <laughs> we uh, we do call him. <laughs> Where do we get to the point that we've got awesome fantasy football analysts just saying, yeah, I'll just drop in. <laughs> 
I think that's the pinnacle of my career there. I think that's I think it that's is, man. I think point. that's awesome. I can't believe it. He just said, Yeah, I'm coming on. Message lead, like, yeah, I'm coming on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you live stream everything, regardless of what you're doing, because you never know who's watching. Exactly that. And we have massively got behind on what we were going to do on today's show. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Murph, that's that's pretty much the hour up right there, sir. When we just genuinely don't really have time to dive into the 2020 season in review, because I think we'd be doing it injustice. Uh, Brian was talking about moving back from six there. You think it's a good idea. I do as well. And he's mentioning and they need an X receiver. There's so many good X receivers in this draft that moving back from six is now because of the capital acquired nothing but horrendous if they don't i mean sure if jamar chase is there and you think he is generationally the best wide receiver we've seen in years possibly taking him if you need a weapon but moving back you know you've got terence marshall jr amari rogers i've rashad bateman even as an ex these guys are all huge monsters on the outside and moving back makes massive sense draft capital wise now yeah, it really does. And then the other thing is, you know, they're looking at a first round pick next year. So, and that's realistically what it's going to be, barring some massive catastrophe or Wentz injury, that is what it's going to be. So then it opens up the possibility of, of what they could do to try and improve to be a championship contender next year with two number one picks. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think... You know, and we've we seem to have covered Philadelphia in, in real detail here. I think yeah, you're right. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of X's you can get there. I do think they need to do something um, with this receiver core because you've just got a lot of guys on big contracts that you're trying to get rid of. I think you need to get rid of some guys, but there is some money that needs to get eaten here. Uh, and maybe you just have to eat all the money this year. Maybe you have to eat forty, fifty million of dead cap, get cheap guys, and then look to see what you can try and acquire. Uh, next year but I do like the free agency class this year I think there's a lot of talented um, free agents out there they could and I know what Brian's saying about the money and and he completely makes sense there's a lot of guys out there who are going to want paying some some proper money but But you you say that and I'm sorry to jump in Murph but this is also the year where the salary cap is going to go down a little bit. And there is plenty of guys on the free agency list who are going to want to play football this year for a shorter, uh, less money deal to then next year when the cap goes up to really make some money. So there could be players of real good quality that take a real big pay cut in order to play some football. Well, you say that there was some news breaking today that the salary cap floor, and they haven't worked out what the final number is going to be, but the floor is going to be somewhere between 175 and 180 million which isn't a huge drop. It's nowhere near the projected drop that was likely to be. I mean, that works out to be a cap hit of about 16 to 20 million on this year's number. People were talking about this number being 30, 50, 60, 80 million potentially. So the fact that it's actually a lot less when people think about the rollover cap from this year that they'll get to add, it's not going to damage teams too badly that have managed their cap right. Still going to be a few teams that are going to be in trouble. That's also the floor. There's a very realistic expectation with that floor that the cap remains the same. So, okay, it doesn't increase, but it might not go away. It might not be less. Which isn't a huge uh, bomb for the teams that were expecting a massive hit. Right. And that's that's kind of key. And I just think there's so many guys out there on free agencies, you say, who can, who can play. You know, we're talking about guys like Corey Davis is out there now. He's someone that can bring 
uh, bring something I know. And also, these guys can be signed. Corey Davis is like the perfect candidate to approve it deal. Yep. You're talking about a cheap guy you can bring in as an ex who can, has that pedigree potentially to do it. He came off a good year, but not that great. I mean, it was a good year, but he could get a prove it deal. Um, you could probably sign him in a region of like four million one year, see how he gets on. That's the sort of deal you could get for him. Um, I just think they need to get a couple of guys. I just think if you're relying entirely on rookies, you know, what would it cost to get someone like TY? And I think TY is over the hill a little bit, but what he could do to if you draft, let's say they get Waddle and let's say they get and they got Rager and Waddle. You still need someone there who's, who's been there and done it, someone to look up to. Bringing in a veteran for that could do some help. Mm. I think it's interesting. There's a few guys. I'm I'm just going through. Uh, I mean, look, they're gonna they're not going to be in the market for the Juju's here. They're not going to be in the market for for those sorts of players. But I think there's quite a few players here that they could look at and and potentially splash on in free agency. Wide receiver free agency this year is deep. I mean, I'm going to read you some of the names that are in here. Yeah, AJ Green, Alan Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis we talked about, John Ross. I mean, God, imagine John Ross. That's a great opportunity if you can get him on a on a prove-it deal. But, you know, who's to say what happens there? Will Fuller is out there. Probably too much for them. Antonio Brown, um, Curtis Samuel I've talked about, Juju, Chris Godwin, I mean, there's a lot of guys out. Kenny Golladay's out there this year. Um, there's a lot of guys out there this year that that can be real difference makers. So yeah. it's a good, good time. Zach Pascal, for example. There's a lot of guys out there who who can add add to teams. And these is and the thing is with Super Bowl rosters and playoff rosters, it's these guys who who, who will make the difference. So going back to because I want to just get back to to. Um, Indianapolis just a little bit. We've talked about what they have and what Wentz is going to do. Again, I just want to stress that, you know, a lot of people are going to see Wentz and think 2017, he's not replicated that form. What this also potentially means for what they're going to do in this draft, because they have their first and second round pick this year. They're probably not going to go quarterback now, as we probably would have expected. So now it opens up, what do the Colts do? What are they looking at in the draft? Because I think we would have looked at quarterback or, uh, you know, now I'm looking at it, they they could be in the market for wide receiver. I think that's more probably their second round pick that go wide receiver, um, potentially. I like what Drake said about Campbell. I, I do worry about his durability issues. I mean, the guy had four injuries in his rookie year. I mean, he has four injuries in their rookie year. <laughs> four separate injuries. Not just four injuries, four different injuries to different parts of his body. That's a concern for me. So now I'm interested where do the Colts go in the draft in the first round? Because uh, I kind of think it's probably going to be a defensive pick now. Yeah, it would it would it would make sense, I suppose. I mean, without I don't know what their their biggest needs are right now, Indianapolis, without having a real look, but. Yeah, real interesting situation. Not not great for fantasy if you don't play IDP and they go defensive in the first round. But hey, no. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting um, what happens now for both teams. As Brian said, I think it's it's going to be hard to sell fans. I mean, you're talking about the Eagles won the Super Bowl three years ago, not not that long ago, really. No. And, and to see where they are now. Different coach, different quarterback. Different world, baby. 
pandemic does that to a lot of things. So yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. And then um, yeah, I, I just think it's fascinating. But when they, you know, there's still so many trades to be done now. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We know that the, we know that the Bears are in the market for court for a quarterback. And now we've seen Stafford go. We've seen Goff go. We've seen Wentz go. We now know where Philadelphia are at quarterback. There's still so many teams. We know the Bears are in the market. We know Carolina are in the market. We know that Watson still wants to go. There's so much to happen. Like it's good to start seeing some of these pieces come into play. But I mean, like you, you asked me about the Bears. I have no idea what the Bears do now because I don't know who who they can go for in the short term to help them out at quarterback yeah. because they're not picking high enough to go and well they don't I don't think they have a first round pick no they do this year they do have a first round pick this year but I don't know if they're picking high enough to get someone that's going to help them now so now what do the bears do because who 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 left who is out there that they can realistically go and acquire I don't think they're in the going to be in the market to get Watson I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone else that's going to be a plug-in, play, start kind of guy. I forgot they finished, yeah, I forgot they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> We had a weird year. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're, they're an interesting team. New Orleans, we think they're going to roll up with Jameis, potentially. That would be what my gut says on this QB carousel. And to be honest, I think it makes a lot of sense. I would go Jameis over... over over Taysom Hill all day long. I just think it would not shock me that, that if Jameis came back and and put a good year together. Well, wouldn't that, shock me. It's it's turned full circle. We we talked about Jameis Winston being good a few years ago now, and, and we're going to end today's podcast on that note as well. Rush Nation, we got derailed by Brian Drake dropping in off the live stream. It, it, it all went to... Uh, Hell in a hand grenade after that. There's, there is no season review today. <laughs> Next week, we do have the rushies. We will plug in the season review. It will come. We've got some good points in there well, to cover. Why don't we do the season review next week and we push the rushies a week? Because we're still yeah. trying to form the ideas. And we, okay. no, that's I'd fine. rather not rush the, rush the rushies. Terrible. Terrible. But yeah, so I get I, you. Okay, I, we will the do season, season review next week. Next week. week and then... We'll, we'll put the rushies in for early March. Unless, of course, the Bears sign someone during next week's live stream and Mike Tagliere is listening and being a Bears fan, he wants to jump on and talk. It's probably talk. more realistic to be Ben Isaacs than Mike Tagliere. <laughs> you don't know who's watching, Murph. You this don't is know true. who's watching. Rush Nation, Brian Drake was there. He's going to come back on. Don't forget to check out the Ricky Williams signed jersey competition. We are looking for more entries to that. Half a price of a cup of coffee. Get yourself a ticket to that lottery. Murph, Lee, this has been an absolute lot of fun. Lee, appreciate you being on the mic, holding up the bit of paper, which I could not see because your box is tiny. I just presumed something was happening, so then you spoke. So, yeah, I appreciate you. I saw the word Drake, and that was it. I was like, (laughs) I know what that means. (laughs) Murph, this has been a blast, man. You take it easy. Rush Nation, as always, until next week, don't forget, keep rushing.
HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.